0: This podcast contains mention of depression and suicidal ideation. If you or someone you know is in crisis, contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK, 8255. Or contact the Crisis Text Line by texting TALK to 741741. Welcome to Clusterfuck, written by Kemmer Kaswani Cope and Logan Gilbert. Please like, follow, subscribe, or drop a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Violet is a graduate psychology student at prestigious Mauve University. Human behavior fascinates her, and she wants nothing more than to understand people. If they get helped along the way, cool. The only problem, Violet just might be a sociopath. And now clusterfuck.
1: gonna say how I feel cause I know that it's something real gonna say how I feel cause I know that it's something real Hey hey gonna say how I feel cause I know that it's something real gonna say how I feel cause I know that it's something real hey hey hey
2: I thought it was going to have a breakdown right there in the lobby. But then my seat buddy came out and gave me a granola bar.
3: Sensory grounding can be an effective coping strategy with panic attacks.
2: Yeah, she said that's what her roommate does. Oh, did I tell you? I got donuts. Off campus!
3: Sounds like a positive step.
2: Would you say a breakthrough even? Sure. I don't really have anything else to talk about. My week has been totally smooth sailing ever since. Can I go?
3: You're free to leave any time. I'm not holding you hostage.
2: All right. Hey, if you want to cancel our next meeting, that's fine.
3: Do you want to cancel?
2: Let someone else come in. I don't want to take up a slot for no reason.
3: How about we keep it on the schedule and you can let me know?
2: Sure. You're the doctor.
4: We are unable to take your call at the moment. Please leave your name, number, and a brief message, and we'll get back to you as soon as we can.
2: Hi, Dr. Marin. Uh, Sorry for calling you during a lecture, but I've got nothing to report today. I had a huge breakthrough, and we got done early. No need to pay me for this one. And you might want to start looking for someone new to help with your study. I'm going to go get some donuts.
1: <laughs> Steve? Hello?
3: Hi, my patient left early. I don't want to wait around for half an hour, so can we do our meeting now?
1: I'm in the middle of something.
3: You're not in a session. The little sign's not on the door.
1: Keep your voice down, please.
3: Why are you whispering? Are you on a date?
1: No, 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 no.
3: Violet? Mom? You sound so much older.
1: I just want to be crystal clear here. We were very much not on a date. She just dropped by.
3: Oh, she just dropped by? She just decided to drop by. That's cool. How nice of her to drop by. I didn't mean to intrude. I was just here to see Steve.
1: Again, it wasn't a date. (sighs) Violet, wait.
3: Let her go, it's fine.
1: We still have a session scheduled.
3: I wouldn't want to intrude. I'll get out of your way. You two have your meeting.
1: Since you're both here, why don't we all go inside and sit down?
3: Actually, you know what? I just remembered I have to run an errand. I need to drop by the hardware store, pick up a pair of pliers, and pull all of my teeth out.
1: Uh, How about you two go to that diner you like?
3: Did you tell her to come here? I didn't come to see you. Don't worry. Then why are you here? Steve left his gravy boat at the house after Thanksgiving.
1: Silver. It was my mom's. I'm very fond of it. I know. Steve, would you give us the room? Your office is right down the hall, And I would be happy to wait there until you're done talking.
3: Let's talk about the Gravy Boat.
5: There's a reported nesting site nearby. I'm going to photograph a red-breasted nuthatch today if it kills me. How
6: weird would it be if we talked about people like that? Like, hi, nice to meet you. I'm a purple-breasted sea cup. If we're lucky, maybe we'll see a great tit. I see we're moving on from Braxton in a big way. Excuse me?
5: Why are all your favorite birds named after boobs? Oh, no. Boobies are semi aquatic. They aren't native to this region.
6: Man, you are seriously invested in bird watching.
5: Roxton and I were one nuthatch away from spotting every bird in the Audubon guide for this region.
6: I have no idea who Audubon is, but I don't need to understand to be your moral support on this journey.
5: I'm surprised you came. Shouldn't you and Violet be celebrating the end of your big project with some incredibly dangerous activity?
6: What? Yeah, totally I'm sure we'll go fire-spinning or axe-throwing or fire-axe-eating. Is that real? We've
5: both just been so busy. Oh, I'm sure she is. I haven't seen her all week. She's, like, alive though, right? I'm sure she's just fine. Doing exactly what she wants, as always. She certainly has plenty of places to spend the night. Did you guys get in a fight or something? What did she do? Please don't
6: make me pick a side. We're not here to talk about Violet. We are here for the birds. Right. Take me to the tits.
3: What are you doing? Violet. All right, let's get started. What is the clipboard for? Just taking notes. So, you've been spending a lot of time with Steve. We do Thanksgiving every year. And how's that going? He makes excellent gravy. Hmm. Do you often drive several hours to see each other? He's my oldest friend. What do your visits entail? We went fly fishing once. Lots of time to talk while fishing. He respects your privacy. So you don't talk about me? You're my daughter. What has he told you? Nothing. Can't talk about nothing. He mentioned that you've been having a difficult time? What did he say exactly? That's all he said. Hmm. Can you put the clipboard down? With all of these long drives to visit Steve Wilcox, have you considered that you may be engaging in toxic behavioral patterns that compromise your own needs? I like driving. Do you find that you are investing more time in his hobbies than your own, such as fly fishing? I know what you're doing. Have you noticed that you react strongly to environmental stimuli that you can't control? No, none of those things. It's not unusual that you might have trouble recognizing potential red flags given your history with codependent relationships. Sweetheart, he's not your father. I won't lie. It's nice that you care enough to worry about me, but that's not your job. Kids aren't supposed to take care of their parents. And I'm sorry you felt like you had to. I don't know what's going on with you, and I know you won't tell me. But please... Don't force yourself to go through it alone. Don't do what I did. We're out of time.
2: I know you said you didn't have to pay me for my last session with Violet, but I do appreciate it. My donut budget has recently gone way up.
4: You know, I'm happy to continue paying you for more sessions. There's no reason we have to terminate our arrangement so soon.
2: Nope. I'm good. I'm cured. You were right. Violet has some weird ways of doing things, but wow is she good.
4: I can offer an additional hundred dollars per session.
2: I get what's going on here. You need my help. Was that unclear before? Aren't there usually a whole bunch of people involved in these kinds of studies? Why do you need me?
4: I'll be upfront with you, Mr. Ortiz. You're the only participant.
2: Oh, so that's why you guys can afford to pay me so much.
4: This study isn't sponsored by the university.
2: What? Then where's the money coming from?
4: Our project is of the utmost importance to me. With the information we've gathered, I'll be able to compile a resource on antisocial personality disorder unlike any other.
2: Like Wikipedia?
4: I'm writing a book, Graham. Oh. Academic journals have a narrow audience. I don't want our research to be hidden behind paywalls or bogged down by technical jargon. A book can reach so many more people. It can help so many more people.
2: So Violet doesn't know any of this?
4: That would compromise the integrity of the study. Hmm. I, I know you feel you've made great strides in your sessions, and that is wonderful to hear. I also think it's important to remember that recovery isn't always linear. It's easy to mistake a few good days for real progress, but you're the only one who can judge that. Ultimately, whether you choose to continue meeting with Miss Katri is your decision.
3: First Lady Eleanor Mielzeveld, I think you're the only person who doesn't hate me. No, that's not true. I'm not a person at all. (laughs) I don't think I am either.
5: May I ask why you're upside down? You're upside down. Well, I suppose that's true given how you're looking at things.
3: Do you need something?
5: You're on my nap cushion.
3: Too bad.
5: You're very mean. No wonder people don't like you.
3: They don't have to like me to need me or want me.
5: Wouldn't it be nice if they did? Doesn't matter.
3: People still text me on Friday night. My roommate hasn't kicked me out yet. I still have a best friend. No matter how many times I threaten to cancel her internet.
5: What if that changes? It won't. What if it does? It can't. You can't control that. So why do you
3: try so hard? I went to Eileen's earlier. I ordered toast, but then I didn't want it, so I got eggs instead. Turns out I didn't want those either, so I tried pancakes. I did that for three hours, spent $200, and didn't eat a single bite. What part of that sounds like someone who's in control?
5: Did you bring home leftovers?
3: Yes, but you can't open the fridge.
5: Oh, alas, I am doomed to rely on others to fulfill my day-to-day
3: needs. Oh. So the only reason you don't hate me is because I feed you. Oh,
5: it's more than possible to hate someone who provides for you. Wouldn't you agree?
3: I never hated my mom. No,
5: just the choices she refused to make.
3: Why didn't she just leave? You
5: know it's more complicated than that.
3: That doesn't mean I understand. You don't have to like someone to need them. Don't compare me to him. I'm nothing like my father.
5: Maybe not yet.
3: <sighs> mm. I have to find my mom. Glad to see you
5: right side up again.
6: (sighs) How long does this usually take? The ground is very cold for sitting, and my butt is cramping up. I didn't know your butt could get cramps.
5: Sit still. Too much movement will frighten the nut hatches. You left out how boring this is when you
6: invited me. Are you going to tell me why you're fighting with Violet or do I have to guess? Shh. Are you mad she tanked her date with your friend? Did you see the shirt she wore? It was gross! But in her defense, bullying is a really bad first date concept, so I think that one's a little on you. Don't tell me you're still upset she hit that rugby guy. He gets in fights like every other weekend. He has a very punchable personality.
5: Be quiet. I think I see something. There's a shadow.
6: Come on out, little buddy. Is it because she banged all our study participants? She what? Oh, yeah. I read all about it. Not on purpose. Or by choice.
5: That is deeply unethical. Okay, honestly,
6: Violet's not the only one who messed up on this. I kind of turned in my half of the summary report late.
5: Honey, there's a difference between turning in your homework late and jeopardizing the integrity of an entire research project.
6: I guess you're right. Yes,
5: I am. Now please,
6: silence. I hear it. Actually, you're completely right. She thinks she could do what she wants, and then she gets all, oh no, a consequence, and somehow... IT'S EVERYONE ELSE'S FAULT! fuck No! Shoot!
5: I appreciate that you're in the middle of an emotional epiphany, but now all of my photos are blurry.
6: Technically, you did get a picture of it, though. Now you can text it to Audubon. Can we leave?
5: That's not how it works.
1: It's open. Where's my mom? She hit the road a couple of hours ago.
3: She left.
1: Not long after you two talked. She was pretty upset.
3: Can you give me her number?
1: I'm not sure that's a good idea.
3: You said you would give it to me if I asked.
1: She she told me she needed some time. Why? I think it's best to respect her space for a little while. That's what she's done for you for the last four years.
3: What changed?
1: I don't know what you mean.
3: She talked to me just fine earlier. Now after one conversation with you, she doesn't want to hear from me ever again?
1: That's not what happened.
3: What did you tell her? Dr. Marin, I need to file a complaint. What's wrong? It's in regards to Dr. Wilcox.
4: All right. I'm listening. Can you get off the treadmill? I've got two minutes left on this interval. What happened with Dr. Wilcox?
3: He's committed severe breach of doctor-patient confidentiality.
4: Can you elaborate on that?
3: Can you please get off the treadmill? <clears throat> oh. This is serious. Yeah, I gathered as much. Your employer revealed some very private information to someone without my consent.
4: I understand that. Hmm. But I'll need more specifics if I'm going to file a
3: report. How is that not enough? He's spreading malicious rumors about me. What did he say exactly? Apparently, he wants everyone to think that I'm struggling, which is a lie. You know how good my work has been this term. Graham just had a breakthrough thanks to me.
4: Mm. Are you breaching Mr. Ortiz's confidentiality by telling me that? Of course not. That's a very
3: general statement.
4: I would say that discussing someone's breakthrough might actually be more specific than simply saying they're struggling. That's not the point. Wilcox is lying. Mm, To be clear, is he spreading rumors or disclosing confidential information? Are you filing my complaint or not? I'm trying to understand what it is you want me to report. Of course you're taking his side. There are no sides. No finish line. Therapy isn't a competition. It's a process that invites vulnerability and that can be uncomfortable.
3: Why does everybody want there to be something wrong with me? How bored are you people? Violet, this entire department wants you to succeed. I don't think you do. You don't want me to be fine. That wouldn't be interesting. You've all been watching like vultures ever since you dropped that bullshit diagnosis on me. It's fucking
4: morbid. That's quite an accusation. You
3: know what? Fuck this. Excuse me? I'm not comfortable meeting with someone who doesn't respect my privacy.
4: I'd remind you that your sessions with Dr. Wilcox are a non-negotiable condition of your employment with this department. Then I quit.
6: How did I not know I was mad at her? Violet's done some shitty things lately, and I mean some really shitty things, but pretending like she's done nothing wrong? That's the worst one. I'm
5: sorry. You want some hot chocolate?
6: Yes. This Ulog 10-hour loop video is not actually warm.
5: I appreciate the sentiment.
6: Thanks. Did that Audubon guy like your picture?
5: Again, Audubon is not a person.
6: Sorry I scared your nut bird.
5: You know, even though my photos came out terribly, seeing that nuthatch felt like the end of a chapter.
6: Ew, you sound like the narrator for a bad Christmas movie.
5: I'm serious. I think it's a sign.
6: A stop sign?
5: Braxton and I never got that photo together. Being able to get it myself makes me feel like I can, I don't know, move on.
6: You got all of that from a bird?
5: Make fun of me all you want. I am in a good place. Violet. It's been a while. Hey. That's it? What? Nothing.
6: I'm gonna talk to her.
5: I don't think now's
6: a good time. There is no good time. We're all having a very bad time right now.
5: Penny, don't. Nope,
3: I'm doing it. What?
6: Hi, remember us? We're your best friends who you haven't talked to in a week after saying some really shitty things, too. You know what people do when they screw up like that? They apologize and admit that they did something wrong. Like me. I messed up and turned in my lab report late. But I talked to Dr. Marin, said I was sorry, and made sure nothing bad would happen to you because of my mistake. Because we are friends, and I care about you. Kira cares about you. We're both here, right in front of you. Two apologies for the price of one. All you have to do is say it. What the hell just happened?
5: I told you. Not a good time.
0: Thanks for listening to Clusterfuck, written by Kemmer Kaswani-Cope and Logan Gilbert, directed by Emily Robinson Dykstra, and starring the voice talents of Misha Bakshi, Amber Zangari, Amelia Roque, Elena Victoria Feliz, Emily Cox, Joseph Griffiths, and Andre Luke Martinez. Sound design by Zach Stinnett. We'd like to thank everyone who supported Clusterfuck on Kickstarter. Including Tyler Gilbert, Jay Zander Kitnoa, Jesse Casanova, Donaldson Cardenas, Joey Johnson, Ella Watts, Fotin Liakos, Soul Sword, and Iris Lech. Your support throughout this lockdown has allowed EFCT to tell these stories. If you want to support Clusterfuck directly, go to redcirclecom shows slash C-L-U-S-T-E-R-F-K where you can make a one-time donation to help EFCT continue to tell the stories of women, BIPOC, and LGBTQ artists. Or you can become a big noise on campus by subscribing at patreon.com EFCT where your monthly pledge gets you shout-outs, access to bloopers, exclusive interviews, sweet, sweet merchandise, and more. Are you scared of commitment? We understand. Go to buymeacoffee.com EFCT where you can make a one-time donation with no strings attached. And make sure you find out about all of our other audio dramas, Bloody Bay, Deep Shadows, Monosite, Throwing Shade, and the Half Hour Audio Hour Anthology Podcast. And sign up on our mailing list at eclectic-theater.com so you don't miss any eclectic news. The cast and crew of Clusterfuck want to remind you that mental health is extremely important. If you or someone you know is struggling, you aren't alone. Contact NAMI at 888-958-7150. Thanks for listening, and see you next week.